Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you and your family equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church. We've got a special guest. This is just, I'm so excited. Um, as, as you probably know, we, Life West is a portable church, but we started less than four years ago because God really just spoke to Becca and I, and it was a crazy fun adventure of just following God and what that looked like that brought us here, and we love it. But some, some people that we know that I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to soon call friends, um, God really spoke to their heart about starting a church in Utah. And he'll, he'll share this story, but they're like, hey, it, it's going to happen and it's coming. So they've been working towards this for a few years. And so we asked, they're in town, I said, please come share what God's doing, what, what God's put on your heart and what he's doing, because we want to be a part of it. And that's Jared and Alicia. So Jared, come on up here. Give him a hand, guys, as he comes up. And come on. So just tell us what's been going on, what God's doing, and, and how we can be a part. Oh, man, yes. Hey, everybody. <laughs> so great to be with you guys. I want to first, right out of the gate, I want to honor Pastor Samuel, Pastor Becca, these are two amazing people. They have been such sources of encouragement for my wife and I on this journey, my whole family. So we want to honor you guys and say thank you. Can we just give them a hand? Thank you, guys. We honor you. Thanks for having us out. So I want to throw up the picture of my family, if we could. We are the Gregory's, family of six, and we're doing this crazy thing. We're moving from Kansas City, Kansas, to St. George, Utah, and I'll give you kind of the, the shorter condensed version of how we got to this place. This has really been a journey about nine years in the making. About nine years ago, I'm serving as a worship pastor in Ionia, Michigan. I mean, you guys know where Ionia is, just a little further east, and uh, God spoke to me about one day planting a church, and I'm going to be honest with you, I stiff-armed the Lord in that moment. I said, hey, I'm good. <laughs> That's scary. I don't want to do that. But uh, how many of you guys can relate to maybe God speaking and, and just saying, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. But God just kept speaking and speaking. He is that still, small voice. He just kept stirring our hearts. And it finally got it's just so loud. I, I just said, all right, I need to start processing this um, with some people around. I started to process. At the time, I was serving as worship pastor at Resurrection Life Church in Granville. And uh, you know, God just was speaking, and I started to process with our leadership, process with some friends. We had some friends praying for us in this journey, and uh, one of my friends who had been praying for us called me one morning, uh, about 7 a.m., not the kind of friend that usually calls you at 7 a.m., and he said, hey, God gave me something for you today, George something. I don't know if it's Georgia or Georgetown. How many of you guys know God does speak to his people today? He does. And I said, okay, all right, George something, filed that away. I don't know, I was looking at maps, Georgia, Georgetown, I don't know, I wasn't feeling anything from the Lord, no stirring. And then fast forward, I'm serving as youth pastor at a church in Kansas City, Kansas, and I'm doing this crazy youth pastor thing. I'm taking a group of youth to a conference from Kansas City to Sacramento, California. We're road tripping the whole thing. We got like three vans, luggage packed coming out of the van. It was crazy, and we get as far as Salt Lake City. This is March of 2020. We stop in Salt Lake for the night, and we wake up to a text the next day that said, halt the wagons. We have to shut everything down due to COVID. So I said, all right, we got the luggage. We got the students. We got the time. What are we doing? What's plan B, Lord? So we end up taking them to the Grand Canyon instead. That's a pretty good plan B. So as we're heading south, 
from Salt Lake to the Grand Canyon. I was driving. Our associate youth pastor at the time was uh, running details, so he was planning all the lunch stops and all that stuff. So all I knew was we were driving into the city in southwest Utah to go to Chick-fil-A. Amen. Somebody can I get a hallelujah. That's all I knew we were doing. We were stopping at Chick-fil-A, but we're pulling into the city, and God was stirring something in me I had never experienced before. I mean, it was so loud. I said, what in the world is happening, Lord? Where are we? And then I passed the sign that said, welcome to St. George. And that word came back to me. And then I, when we stopped at Chick-fil-A, I texted my wife, and I said, if nothing else, let's make it a fun family vacation. Uh, I knew what the Lord was stirring in my heart, but I, could, I, I didn't want to sway her, right? She had to hear from the Lord, too, and, and she did, and that turned into another trip and another trip. And ultimately, the Lord spoke to us. We were standing on the edge of basically a cliff that overlooks the whole valley area, overlooking the city. And God spoke to me and said, I want you to take this place back from me. And so that's what we're doing. That's where we're at. Yeah, amen. God is good. And so... We're parachuting in. We don't know anybody there. We're starting to build relationships with people there. But God has just dropped a, just a supernatural uh, burden in our hearts for this city. And I'm, I want to get more into the details a little bit later and give you some more um, just specifics about the region where God's calling us to. It's very, very exciting. But we're, we're just so blessed to be here. So right now we're traveling the country a little bit and we're sharing the vision with different friends and churches and just really sharing the vision of what God's doing and, and letting people know that there is a mission field right here in the United States. You guys, we are the hands and feet of Jesus, and God has called us to be salt and light to a world that desperately needs it, right? So I want to kind of set the table a little bit of this word that God's given me to share with you guys. And, and it really, it's been like a fire shut up in my bones. It really has. I'm so excited. I hope you guys are ready because I'm going to preach a little bit. I'm excited. I was at a conference. My wife and I were at a conference. It was a church planting conference. We're getting some more tools for our tool shed in this journey. And the conference was ending, and it was really just a time of altar ministry. The keyboardist was on the keys just playing lightly, and, and it was a moment just between us and the Lord. And it was beautiful. And in that moment, God, a lot of times when God speaks to me, he'll show me a word. Um, he showed me, he gave me what's called a closed vision. My eyes were closed, and I saw the word reach out, but it kept flipping between outreach and reach out. And what the Lord deposited in my heart is outreach is not necessarily a thing we do as the church. Reaching out is an action we take for the cause of Christ. God wants us to reach out to the communities around us, the people around us. Reach out because the reality is there are hurting, there are broken, there are lost, lonely, stressed, depressed, weary people all around us every single day, right? God calls us to reach out, to shine the light of Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 18 through 20 calls us ambassadors for Christ, right? That means that wherever we go, wherever we place our feet, we are representatives of not just a kingdom, but the kingdom of God. Wherever we put our feet becomes that kingdom, right? We are ambassadors for Christ. That same passage of scripture says that we carry the message of reconciliation. That message that says that no matter what You've done no matter where you've been, the shed blood of Jesus Christ on the cross washes us clean, and we are made right with God. That relationship has been restored because of what Jesus has done. 
That's the message we get to carry to the people around us, the world around us. That's exciting. That is exciting. What a joy. What an honor. What a privilege. Now, let's just raise your hand. Be honest. How many of you guys have ever struggled to share your faith with somebody? Raise your hand. Just, I have. You get that stirring from the Lord, but you start to question, eh, is it really you, God? I don't know what to say. I don't know how to act. I believe what God wants to speak to your heart today is going to be transformational in your walk. It's going to be transformational in you just sharing the message of reconciliation that God's given us to share. Because at the end of the day, it's easy. At the end of the day, now, we do push up against some principalities and powers, right? Everything is spiritual. But at the end of the day, we don't necessarily have to have the exact right moment or the exact right thing to say. I believe today is going to be transformational. we got to get it from our head to our heart. So I want to share a story with you, and I'm going to land the plane, so just stay with me. We have four kids, right? And how many of you guys have family game night? We love family game night, right? We've been on this kick for the last few years. We play Monopoly Deal as a family. Who knows Monopoly Deal? It's awesome. It's like, if you don't know what it is, it's like Monopoly, but it doesn't take seven days and nights to finish a game. <laughs> That's true. Yes, yes. I do, I'm, okay, just real talk. I've never finished a real game of Monopoly in my whole life. I get like an hour into it. I say, I have other things to do. This is, I have to go. But Monopoly deal is great because it's like Monopoly, but you can finish a game in 15, 20 minutes. It's great. We love it. We actually played with some friends that are in the room just the other night. It's awesome. We love Monopoly deal. But my youngest, Noah, he, you know, he gets up from the table. He has to use the restroom or get something to drink. And he's seven, but what he'll do, he'll get up from the table. And when you play Monopoly deal, it's a card game, so you got to keep your cards close to your chest. You don't want, you know, your opponents to know what you have. But my son will get up from the table, and he'll do this. i got to get something to drink, Dad. <laughs> and then he'll come over to me. Dad, I know what Mommy has. I know what card she has. Buddy, that's cheating. We don't play that way. You can't cheat like that. But yeah, but I know what she has. I have the answer. I think that's hardwired into us, that when we have the answer to something, we just naturally want to get it out. We naturally want to voice it. We want to express it. Hey, you got an issue? I got the answer, right? Now, here's what's going to be transformational in you sharing Christ with somebody. And this has freed me. God's still doing heart surgery in me on this. The reality is there are desperate people all around us every single day. There are people that are struggling. Even on the surface, they might look like they have it all together, but there's hurt going on inside. There are wounds. There are areas of their life that they either don't know how to deal with or don't want to deal with. We get to see desperation every day, and sometimes we don't even know it's there. But here is what's transformational. We have the answer to every single desperation in the world. His name is Jesus Christ. We carry the answer. I want to just take a second, let that sink into your heart right now. It doesn't matter what moment you have to share it. It doesn't matter how it's received. The reality is you have the answer. His name is Jesus. You might share that with somebody and they might say, yeah, whatever. But you know what? That's the truth. 
Oh, that is so freeing. And just sharing your faith with somebody. That reality right there. If we get it from our head to our hearts to say, you know what? Jesus changes everything. That's it. Put a period there. Full stop. Jesus is the answer. I want to share a passage of scripture with you guys. That God just keeps bringing me back to. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. It's Mark chapter 10. If you're taking notes. I want to share a story with you guys about Jesus healing a blind man named Bartimaeus. I want to read it to you in its entirety, and then I want to highlight really what the Lord has been speaking to me and dealing with me on. It says this in Mark chapter 10, verse 46. Then they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, many of the people yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go, for your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. Oh, can we just give God some praise for his word? Oh, that messes me up every time I read it. I love this passage of Scripture because it's a beautiful picture of desperation leading to a move of God. Right? God calls us to live in that, that space where in Him we have all that we need, yet we still are to come to Him desperate. An urgent need or desire. Right? Lord, I need you. I want to have that kind of faith. I want to have that kind of faith that blind Bartimaeus had in that moment that said, Lord, I don't need anything or anyone else but you. I just need you. I know you're the only one that can heal me. You're the only one that can help me. Jesus, you are the answer. I want that kind of faith. I want to live out that kind of faith. I don't ever want to feel like I have it so together because really I've heard it said the definition of being lukewarm are those areas of your life where you think you're okay. Lord, I'm not okay in any part without you. I need you in every way. I need you in every part. Every crack, crevice, nook, cranny, Lord, I need you in my life, right? I want that kind of faith. But the part of this story I really want us to key in as it pertains to sharing our faith with somebody around us. It's what is said in verse 49. Let me read it. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. You see, that is the message we get to take to the world. Cheer up. Jesus is calling you. Come on, cheer up. Jesus is calling you. You're hurting. Cheer up, come on. He's calling you. Your life is kind of a mess right now. Hey, listen, cheer up. Come on, Jesus is calling you. 
You have this area. You don't know what to do. Maybe you're, you're struggling in your marriage. You're struggling maybe in some relationship. Maybe struggling in family, struggling in kids, at work. Listen, cheer up. Come on. Jesus is calling you. He knows every hair on your head. He loves you. He has a plan for you. Cheer up. Right? That's that message of reconciliation we get to take to the world. Let that free you. Let that free you today in sharing your faith with somebody. It can be that simple. We complicate things, right? We, comp- we can make things more complicated that really than they need to be. The answer to desperation is Jesus, and we get to go and say, come on, cheer up. He's calling you. So how do we do that? I want to give you just three practical takeaways. The first is be ready. Everyone say be ready. Be ready. I want to share a story with you. When I was serving as worship pastor in Ionia, Michigan, it was a, a small rural church, and I was one of two pastors on staff at the time. And we got a phone call. I was the only pastor in the office this afternoon. And what happened was we get this phone call. This gentleman was on hospice care, and the doctors were saying he probably only had a couple more weeks to live. If that. And he was requesting a pastor to come and pray with him. And I want to just full confession. My first thought was, man, I want to go pray with this guy, but I got a really long to-do list today. How many of you guys can relate to that? When you know you get that kingdom assignment, but you got a lot of stuff on your to-do list. I had the services for the weekend to get ready for. I think that night we had an event going on that I was leading some worship for. We had to get production ready, lights ready, sound ready, songs ready, team ready, all of that stuff. My list was long. And I had every intention to go and visit this man the next morning and pray with him. But God bless the office staff. She said to me in that moment, the woman that delivered the message, she said, Jared, I really think you should go tonight. And I said, you know what, you're right. And I did. I ended up going, and I prayed with this gentleman. His family was around. It was not a good situation. I prayed with him, and uh, I was able to lead him to the Lord in that moment. He wanted to just know, in his knower, where he was going. And I'm sorry, I struggled talking about it. I was able to lead him to the Lord in that moment. It was a beautiful just time in God's presence. I get to the office the next day. The time I would have gone and prayed with him. And I get to the office, and we have a voicemail that said that that gentleman had passed away earlier that morning, about 2, 3 a.m. in the morning. And if I hadn't said yes in that moment, I would have missed that opportunity. Don't ever let your schedule trump the Savior. Don't ever let your schedule trump the Savior. Be ready. Be ready. Because God may drop an assignment right in front of you and say, right now's, right now's the time. Be ready. Second one is be genuine. Everyone's going to say, be genuine. Listen, I've worked with youth for the last few years, serving as youth pastor. Youth, if anybody, I know youth, they're really good at spotting, spotting fake and phony, right? Like, we, we're just bombarded with screens all day. We can easily be entertained. We got screens everywhere. Let's be real, and let's be genuine in sharing our faith. Let's reach out to the world from that place in our own hearts where we're reaching out to the Lord. 
Let's reach out for ourselves first and say, Lord, I need you. I'm desperate for you because I also know that the world needs you and you want to do a work through me for the world, right? God wants to work in you and through you to reach people around you. That's, that's the reality. And it's simple. We get to go out and say, come on, cheer up. He's calling you. Third one is be bold. Everyone say, be bold. Come on, give me some. Mm, be bold. Yes. I love it. In Scripture, as when you study out the early church in the New Testament, when they were faced with persecution, they didn't pray for that persecution to be removed. They prayed for boldness in the face of it. They said, Lord, help me shine your light in this darkness. Help me be bold. Help me boldly proclaim your truth. Help me boldly proclaim your word. Help me boldly proclaim the message that sets people free. That's the gospel. That's the good news of Jesus. How many of you guys know that God's word changes things? God's word can change a city, can change a family, change a marriage, change a government. God's word changes things. And we get to carry God's word to the world around us. We get to carry that message of reconciliation. Be ready, be genuine, be bold for those moments when God says, now's the time you get to say to that person next to you, come on, cheer up. He's calling you. You carry the answer. You carry the answer. So I want to share a video with you guys. Uh, it kind of shows the vision, some of the vision, some of the landscape, some of the place that we're going. Because we are answering a call from the Lord. We are going there. We want to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We, we are ready. And we want to be genuine. We want to be bold in our faith. So I invite you to check this video out. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. God is calling us to walk the pathways in the wilderness, to be a part of what may seem dry, barren land, but God is breathing life and revival by a move of his presence and power. Where man sees loss, God says live. Where man sees obstacles, God has opportunity. Where there is darkness, God's light can shine. God is calling us. Calling us to Southwest Utah and the greater Zion area. God is calling us to be a light, to bring the truth of Jesus Christ. Calling us to be a unified church, boldly proclaiming the truth of who God is what he's done for the world, and what he's going to do. God is calling us to worship him out loud in the streets, marketplaces, schools, neighborhoods, and communities. God is calling us to walk as his ambassadors, making his appeal through us. God is calling us to be bold, to follow as he leads, to view the things he does with awe and amazement. 
to see him at work in the lives of people around us as God changes hearts and lives, as marriages are restored, as families are mended, as addictions are broken and depression is driven out, as the lost come to know that they have a family, a home, and a father, as a real and tangible movement of the presence of God sweeps through Southwest Utah and beyond. God is calling us. Calling us to be carriers of his presence. Carriers of his love and mercy. Carriers of his grace and his truth. We are called to be his church. A church that shines, a church that's seen, where God can be known and His presence experienced. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden, we are called. We are called. We are called. Hilltop Church. Yeah, amen, amen. God is calling you. God has called you. To be genuine, to be ready, to be bold, to share your faith with the people around you. And I want to just encourage you. I want to pray over you. But I, I, I want to just say I hope you feel a little freer today in, in sharing your faith. Because at the end of the day, you can have rest and have peace, the peace of God, knowing that you carry the answer to every desperation in the world. His name is Jesus. And you get to carry that message of reconciliation. just so excited to be here, so excited to pray with you guys. Where we're going in Utah, by definition, it's an unreached people group. The state of Utah is about 2% Christian. And so when you look at the definition of an unreached people group, that fits. And where we're going in St. George, it's about 2% Christian. There are very few Christians in the St. George area. And so we're going. We're praying. Lord, help us be bold. Lord, help us be real. Help us be genuine. Help us be ready. And I'm so grateful for you guys because you guys get to be a part of this journey with us. I want to pray for you before my time's done. If we could all bow our heads and close our eyes. I hope today blessed you. I hope you feel sharpened and encouraged and strengthened in your faith. 
With nobody looking around, every eye closed, every head bowed, I want to just say this first and foremost. If you don't yet have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and you want to say yes to the Lord today, today's the day. Today's the time. This is a moment between you and the Lord. I'm going to count to three, and when I get to three, I just want you to raise your hand. Nobody's looking around, but I want to invite you to just take a bold step of faith and just raise your hand. And one. When I get to three, you are declaring that you are no longer the person you used to be. You are saying yes to being a new creation in Jesus Christ. Two. When you raise your hand, you are declaring that Jesus is your Savior. We're going to say this prayer together. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, you will be saved. Whether you've been going to church for years, maybe you've been going to church and you've fallen away from your walk with God. You want today to be a new day. You want to say, Lord, I rededicate my life to you just like I did as a young man. I raised my hand. I responded to an altar call, and I said yes to Jesus. I said, I'm done doing things my way. Lord, I choose you. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand right now. Three. Thank you. I see your hand. Thank you. Thank you. This is between you and the Lord. No one's looking around. The Lord's tugging on your heart today. I just want to encourage you to say yes. Respond. Be ready. Be genuine. Be bold. Thank you. Can we all say this prayer together? Father God, thank you for Jesus paying the price for me on the cross. Right now, I acknowledge and I accept the finished work of Jesus on the cross. I thank you that through his shed blood, I'm made new. I'm no longer the person I used to be. So right now, Lord, I thank you. I ask you to forgive me, my sins, my past. Help me to forgive others. Help me to forgive myself. Right now, I choose Jesus. I say yes to Jesus. Thank you that you love me. You lead me. That I'm made new. In Jesus' name, we all say together. Amen. Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you and your family equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church.